The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, and strong language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Pod Erotica Podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne the Cock Johnson. <laughs> You know, you guys said that this was going to be a Danny jokes on jokes on jokes, but yeah. Yeah. Dwayne the Cock Johnson is how it's done. And that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I don't and know. Johnson is obviously, a, I mean, you know. the reason why it works so well is Johnson's already a Schwann's name. Oh my God. I didn't even Dwayne think the Cock. That. That's a trifecta. Johnson. That's a three wing that joke. Pick that one for you, Danny. That's like the golden trio of. I wonder if he listens to this pod. And is going to laugh at that. I know he will. Actually. Oh, for sure. I mean, we wrote it for him. Zach Braff <laughs> will probably tell him. I think they're good buds. Done. <laughs> okay, so there is another one that Lindsay and I, <laughs> we wanted to make work so bad. Well, at least well. I did. <laughs> okay, I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> I wanted to make work so bad because it's so stupid and it made me laugh really hard. So, Danny, um, please introduce yourself one final time with this name. I'm Allie. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Danny to eat your pussy. <laughs> Danny DeVito had a lot because of eat. So we're yeah. like, Danny DeVito me out. Like that yeah, kind of thing. But we then we were like. Hog wild with Danny DeVito. Since his name is Danny, you immediately go to Danny and forget that it's Danny DeVito. So we yeah. veto, we DeVitoed it. I did. DeVito your pussy. <laughs> Whenever you look at sweet, funny Danny DeVito, you're going to think of that now. <laughs> yeah. Genius, you guys. Oh. Genius. Oh, um, so we have a few. What are we calling them now? Callouts. Uh, I wanted to mention our friend who we met at my local coffee shop in Whole Foods that Allie and I work from a lot of days. Her name is Sam, and she's a barista, and she just left. Like, she's been there since the beginning and, like, knows our order, listens to the podcast. Anyway, I got to meet her partner, Lucianne, and they showed me pictures from... Uh, her Harry Potter themed birthday party, and they went all out. They had like floating candles. I mean, the Hagrid cake. They <laughs> they were hanging a Dementor, and she said that she started to get lightheaded. <gasps> and she's like, "The Dementor almost killed me." <laughs> her partner was. We were like, "Was it that, or did the Dementor yeah. actually like take that from you? Steal your soul? Steal your soul?" Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're great. So this is a shout out to them, and I miss her. I miss seeing her every day. It's really sad. They should post photos on the Golden Stitch for crafters. Oh, that's yeah. right. They sent them to us via DM so we can share some too or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Speaking of amazing decorations, um, tomorrow is Halloween. So I hope everybody, this is like the perfect story because while it isn't quite Halloween themed, it's like a little spooky, a little There's sexy masks. Yes. masks. Yeah. So um, I hope everybody has just a candy and spanking filled, no, just kidding, just candy, um, filled Halloween. And I mean, unless you consent to a spanking. Unless you can, yeah. Anyway. Spanking and a spooking. Ooh. Help. Anyway, I'm just going <laughs> to holla at my boy Marco because he went all out on Halloween decor. So per I'll, have, I'll have posted photos of that uh, insanity. Yes. Devastated to miss the party. We were considering so canceling epic. it because you guys are, you're out of town. Remember yeah. how so. many mm-hmm. of the, um, what were the spooky treats that we loved so much? I ate so many of them. They were like supposed to be like fingers, but they were dates or something, or they were cockroaches. Yes, cockroaches. Oh, they had goat cheese and almonds inside them. Yeah. I feel like I've never been more antisocial than I was at your party. We were a Shoveling. little um, under the influence, yes, of some things. 
I picture us just like hunched over being like, hur, 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 hur. I was like I meatball even, city. <laughs> oh, meatball. It was the meatballs for me. I went, I went Meatballs shit. and goat cheese stuff dates. I'm a bit of a health nut, so. Only protein. <laughs> we literally ate all of your meatballs. Wow. For some reason, just then you saying it that way and then there being a little bit of silent, like, has <laughs> made it feel sexual. He's <laughs> just like, we ate all, all your meatballs. meatballs. Well, anyway, have just the best day Happy tomorrow. Morning. And boo. 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 So, dipping into the pensive, Albus is finally in Gellert's playroom. Mm-hmm. Gellert Sellert. Um, and <laughs> he's tied up to the pummel horse. <laughs> Proud of that. Welcome to my Sellert. <laughs> It's like how I Colbert picture- does the Colbert rapport. Yeah. <laughs> Gellert Sellert. I picture Sellert. like before they walk in above the black door, it's like a neon flashing light. It's a seller. God, yeah. That is so funny. And then he's like, did you see it? Did yeah. you see it when you walked in? Um, and Albus is tied up and being a good boy to the master. And um, right when we left off, after a bunch of kind of foreplay, they Gellert suggests that Albus put his uh, beautiful mouth to a different type of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a feeling... Um, He's gonna. <laughs> I just like to think that's because you're very insightful. I don't. I don't yeah. want to say wow, that I yes. can see the future. But wow, what did those tea wanna, leaves tell you? I don't want to say that I pretty much ace divination, but uh. my, my divination wow, skills. Danny Trel- Trel- Danny. Uh, uh, he put his cock near his mouth and asked him, "I think it's gonna happen." <laughs> Let me look into my crystal balls. Shall we Ooh. find? Shall we find out? Let's find out. Who's reading? Albus groaned and gave the matrix thumb a light suck, his piercing blue eyes fixed on Gellert's as he did so, sending a shot of pleasure straight to the matrix cock. He really, really liked this one. He unbuttoned his trousers and pulled out his thick, hard cock, stroking it back and forth a few times while Albus watched intently as if mesmerized by the display. He took a step closer, holding his member just out of reach of Albus's lips. I'm going to let you suck my cock now, he said. But remember, don't come until I give you permission to. Understood? Understood, master, Albus replied roughly, straining to get the cock in his mouth, the dildo still slowly working its way in and out of his body. The major rested his free hand on the back of Albus's head and pressed the head of his cock against Albus's lips. Albus's tongue swiped the tip and he shivered involuntarily at the sensation. He swallowed hard and took a deep breath in an effort to compose himself before speaking again. More, he asked. Albus groaned in approval and the matra gladly obliged, taking a firm grip on Albus's silky auburn hair and sliding himself deeper into his mouth. Albus closed his eyes and sighed contentedly, relishing the taste of the man's sweet, swollen flesh sliding in and out of his mouth to the same rhythm as the dildo sliding in and out of his body. I picture Albus having hair like, like Jillian Anderson or... Mm. Who's the other uh, auburn-haired act like Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> God, a beautiful mane, just a long, cascading a long down braid. His back. Yeah, a thick fog of arousal clouded his mind, totally lost in the aching pleasure pulsing from his groin, growing and spreading with intensity through his body with each delicious stroke. Fuck! Hissed the matra as Albus began to eagerly suck his cock, tightening and relaxing his lips as the matra slid the shaft in and out of his mouth, swirling his tongue over the tip over and over again. Despite his best efforts, the matron was quickly losing his composure. Merlin, you're good at that, he slurred. Fuck me. Albus groaned and redoubled his efforts, the sound of vibration sending a delicious shot of pleasure through the matron's cock and up his spine. Wait, you guys, isn't Albus, he's on all fours right now, and he can't move, so is he just using all of his neck muscles? 
and his jaw and his his like arms are tied but I think he's got a little bit of movement remember he like I don't know he said he couldn't but he is on his forearms I think like you can still like move you could still like lean you still have your like <laughs> imagine trying to give I know but like, like picture that. your your arms are tied and your legs are tied you can still move your you can you hinge to, yeah but you have to have so much neck strength you can still hinge but you're like uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> The behind-the-scenes shot will be posted on Instagram of these two. Wow. Simulating. You do not yeah. want a forearm blowjob from us. Wow. <laughs> it's all over the place, you guys. I bet there's also some Gellert hip swings. Let yeah. me see your hip swing. <laughs> he gripped Albus's hair more tightly to steady himself as his legs began to shake. Fuck, what was this guy doing to him? He was supposed to be the one in control. But here was the submissive making him weak in the knees. If he was going to maintain a modicum of control, he'd need to end this now. Not that he had much choice. A few more sucks from Albus and he was going to blow his load. I'm going to come in your mouth now, he said, struggling to keep his voice steady and authoritative. Ready? Albus groaned eagerly, his head spinning, totally lost in a spiral of overwhelming pleasure. A crescendo of noises filled the room, the wet sound of Albus sucking cock as the dildo continued to slip in and out of his slick hole. Oh, that's right. Their ragged breaths and moans. And finally, a sharp cry from the matra as he came. Oh, fuck, gasped the matra, throwing his head back and thrusting his hips forward as his cock began to pulse. Come for me now, Albus. It, it makes me think of like the everlasting gobstopper machine because like the dildo's going in and he's, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes did you just recently watch Willy Wonka? You made three you, references. You talked about it a lot. You made three references in the last hour. <laughs> he did one to me on on text yesterday. Oh, did he? Yes. I, went, I took Nana to see the Willy Wonka Broadway performance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, mercifully, Albus was allowed to come. His fingernails dug into the leather armrests, his whole body stiffened, and he moaned as his orgasm took hold. For a few perfect moments, Albus felt free, free from his life, from himself, and every pent-up emotion inside of him. Every uncertainty and fear melted away as pleasure seemed to consume him entirely. Losing control like this, it was liberating, and it was all thanks to the man before him. Felt free from those fucking kids at Hogwarts always getting in trouble. <laughs> oh, Just like a teacher on the, the weekends, free man. Free from those fucking owls. It's probably started Albus being completely checked out. Now, I will say, <laughs> Albus isn't getting any peen friction. Right, just anus. Just uh-huh. yeah. So that's just whole, just the whole. You guys don't appreciate, but that's not a regular occurrence. To come, just getting anal. Just yeah, hands free. Is mm. he have any? Oh no, he's on his hands and knees, so he's not getting any friction. There's nothing. Is there any strap on his Mm-mm. on his wang? Just the rush of BDSM grinding him to climax. <laughs> I just felt like as the yeah, I think that's membered member of this. Yeah, I no, I, I appreciate that. I think even. As a woman, you need friction. To have a, a vaginal <laughs> climax and not like a clitoral climax, I think is less frequent. It's more rare, yes. Yeah. Fantastic ma- climaxes. And- <laughs> Where to find them? Where to find them. <laughs> the major took a couple unsteady steps back from Albus, panting hard and wiping his damp blonde hair from his eyes. He looked down at Albus with a mixture of surprise and satisfaction. I think this could be the beginning of a long and fruitful partnership between the two of us, little Kelpie. Now swallow like a good boy. Mm. Albus was definitely a very good boy. He held it in his mouth that long. Oh, what a gag. You have permission to swallow. Like, you gotta swallow. You gotta fast. swallow instantly. <laughs> like a shot. Oh my God. Yeah, it's but like the punishment it. for swallowing early. Is it worth it? <laughs> Think about that. 
Albus rushed into the Monday morning staff meeting just as Headmaster Black began going <gasps> over the important notes for the teachers. Oh. So wait, who does that? What is it? So that would be Phineas Nigellus. That would be Sirius's what? Great is uncle? It's Thomas? actually Sirius's brother, but old, old brother. <laughs> My old ass brother? He, he, he died no, in 1925. That can't be right. <laughs> Sirius doesn't have a brother 100 years older. <laughs> You know, I would say the Harry Potter Wikia, <laughs> it's his great-great-grandfather. Brother. Because there's Phineas Nigellus, my great-great-grandfather, least popular Hedwards, headmaster Hogwarts has ever had. Oh, okay. great, great, great. But I will also say it says, possibly the son of Cygnus and Ella and brother of Sirius, Elidora, and Lola. So maybe there's a couple of older Sirius. Ah, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm sure, thinking. Sure, sure. <laughs> ah, Professor Dumbledore. So kind of you to grace us with your presence. You know, when I was a new professor, I was sure to pay diligent attention to my calendar and ensure I arrived on time. And as you can see, it proved worth the effort as I am now headmaster of this illustrious institution. I suggest you practice your tempest charms. You'll never have a chance of standing in my place. Oh, <laughs> foreshadow. Well, know? Uh, wait. <laughs> so Albus was there until Monday morning? <laughs> well, we don't know. Did he but... rush right from his <laughs> cellar? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's in the same clothes as Friday like one rope hanging out of his <laughs> he's got a black got- dildo in his butt still <laughs> in the robe in his robe you see it just like pumping guys <laughs> 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 they're like please do sit down and he's like I can't <laughs> sorry sir it won't happen again Albus murmured an apology bowing his head and hustling over to the empty seat that Bethelda had saved beside her Albus chanced to look at her as he made his way down the staff table and knew at once that he was in for a lecture from the look of annoyance on her face. She's like, you didn't text me back. (laughs) But really, he had told her that he might not be back in touch until Monday. Sure, he had been half kidding when he'd said it, but she couldn't say he hadn't warned her. Albus cast a furtive glance up to the headmaster black as he arrived at his chair and was relieved to see that the cantankerous man was turned away from them and was enchanting the chalk to scrawl this week's hall monitoring schedule across the chalkboard. Albus removed his wand and discreetly cast a cushing charm on a chair and eased himself carefully into it. <laughs> a little sore, are we? Bethilda leaned forward and whispered to him. The annoyed look had shifted into a smirk at Albus's obvious discomfort. Albus pointedly ignored her teasing and she leaned back into her chair. Albus had no doubt that she would demand the specifics of his weekend activities and he almost wished that she was still upset with him. As much as he hated her lecturing him like he was still a child, the idea of relating the specifics of what he and Gellert had done all weekend made him squirm, which set off a dull ache from the bruises blooming on his backside right now. Yes, he was a little sore, and he relished it because every dull throb of pain reminded him of Gellert, and he was counting down the hours until he'd get fresh ones. <gasps> He's jonesing. Beep, boop, doop, doop. Albus followed Gellert downstairs to the playroom, excited and curious as to what the master had planned for him this evening. When they entered the room, the first thing he noticed was that the pommel was gone. In its place were two coils of unicorn hair rope hanging in the center of the room, looped through two hoops drilled into the ceiling. Like, are they gymnasts? This is all. <laughs> he noticed a balance beam. This is a wow. Bella Caroli's <laughs> cellar. <laughs> that, would, that would work out. 1990s gymnast references. No, nobody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Albus's heart began to race, remembering the man that Gellert had suspended in the club. In that moment, he had wanted more than anything else to be that man, to feel the sting of the paddle against his bare flesh. Now was his chance to experience it for himself. Gellert faced Albus and gazed at him with an expression of lust and adoration. He cupped his cheeks and whispered, You're going to look so beautiful dangling off the ground, naked, completely at my mercy. 
He pressed a light kiss on Albus's lips before taking a step back, his sweet smile quickly fading into a stony gaze, and the commanding voice of the matron took over. I like that it's not just purely master, you know, like there are yeah. kisses, like mm-hmm. yeah. last episode when he like snuck up behind and put his hands in his pants. You know, it's very so endearing. So sweet. Yeah. So sweet. There's love there, guys. Take off your clothes. <laughs> 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 he ordered. Albus began to disrobe, glad that he chose clothing that was loose-fitting and free of buttons so he could strip and redress it. Glad that he wore his tearaway pants and button yeah. shirt. Remember he wanted easier Bought clothes. Bought Adidas out of everything. <laughs> when he was naked, the matron beckoned him to the center of the room and began securing the ropes around Albus' wrists. How does that feel, he asked. Albus rotated his wrists and nodded in approval. Feels fine, master. Good boy, said the matra. Drawing his wand, he tapped the rope, and it began to slither like a silver snake up through the hoops, slowly forcing Albus to raise his arms and then to raise off of the flat of his feet onto his tiptoes before it stopped. See, that's... Ooh, I don't like this. Oh. Well, I was going to say last time when he was doing hand... When he did it by hand, I was like, oh, magic's so much sexier. Yeah. I'm meaning I don't like this position where you're like... That's like a Ah, torture position. I know. Once he made sure Albus was comfortable but secure... The matron picked up the black leather riding crop from the table, tapping it hard against his thigh as he slowly circled Albus, appreciating him from all angles. He really did look beautiful like this, cock hard, his muscles taut against the constraints and completely at his mercy. He stood behind Albus and traced the tip of the riding crop along his broad shoulders, smirking as Albus twitched at the sensation. You have such smooth, pale skin, my little Kelpie, he sighed, dragging the tough leather of the whip across his flesh. Too pale, in my opinion. Your body requires my ministrations in order to correct that. You keep calling me that. Is it because I'm hung like a horse? Quipped <gasps> Albus. <laughs> Quack! Albus drew a sharp breath, relishing the pleasant sting that erupted across his bare flesh on his left Elvis shoulder. Albus with the jokes. Dang! Insubordination will be punished, the matron warned. Maybe I want to be punished, Albus challenged. <gasps> Three successive cracks of the riding crop struck Albus's arse, one above the other. He gritted his teeth and groaned. His thighs already began to shake a little as he felt the heat rising from his skin. The matron stepped in front of Albus and thrust his chin up with the tip of the riding crop. Bringing their faces close together, he hissed, You're a bratty little sub, aren't you? You think you can trick me into punishing you by acting out? I'm the master, little Kelpie. Remember that. I decide when you get punished. His voice was low and dangerous. But Albus noticed the outline of his erection in his trousers. He suppressed a smile, a thrill of satisfaction coursing through him that he could elicit such a visceral reaction from his master. The matron raised his riding crop again to strike but paused letting his arm fall limp by his side. He considered Albus closely for a few moments, deep in thought. Then without warning, he drew his wand and tapped the restraints around Albus's wrists, and they vanished. Albus watched confused as the matron turned his back on him and placed his writing crop back into its holder. Mm. What's the matter, he asked, panic rising in him. Uh-oh. Maybe his cheek had pushed the matron too far. So the worst punishment is no punishment at all. Oh, <gasps> I warned you that insubordination would be punished, he explained as he rummaged through a set of drawers in the corner of the room. Whipping you isn't really a punishment for you, though, is it? You enjoy it too much. This, however... <gasps> the matron turned a malicious grin spread across his face as he held out to Albus's horror a chastity belt. This would be a proper punishment for you, wouldn't it? No pain and no pleasure for you, my little Kelpie. Not until you learn to behave yourself. Albus gaped at him. The leather chastity belt looked incredibly restrictive, particularly for someone as well-endowed as himself. He eyed the matron uncertainly. How long do I need to wear it for? The matron suggests, shrugged. A couple of days. Come back here on Wednesday evening and I'll decide whether or not you've learned how to behave. Otherwise, you might be wearing it for the rest of the week. On Wednesdays, we wear chastity belts. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two references, folks. we got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. we got Mean Girls. Yeah, that's all we got. This, this is not season. the Somalia season. This is the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, groaned Albus. Oh, yes, tease the matra. 
two days little Kelpie, and you might get a reward for your good behavior. If you do need to remove it, just use the spell Lekior, and it will release, but I will be very disappointed. Alexa, can you look that up? Uh, Lekior, it's a short body Breton lie that tells the story of a group of noble women who decide to write a lie about <laughs> female genitalia. I actually don't know what any of that means. No. Just use the spell Lekior, and it will release, but I will be very disappointed. Albus nodded and spread his legs, widening his stance and giving his consent for the master to put the chastity belt on him. There was no way he would be taking this thing off before his master gave him permission to do so. Do you think when, he knows? Does he get alerted? Like, chastity belt, alert. Maybe it's like, if he takes it off, he can't put it back on, so he would know because he would, like, come with it mm. off. Not come. Arrive. Can he go to the restroom? I'm sure there's a little hole. <laughs> <laughs> He's hung like a horse. If I know chastity belts, like, I think I do. What about the big old down? Wednesday, March 2nd, 1904, was dreary and gray. The sound saturated with March showers, but Albus had more important things to concern himself with than something so trivial as the weather. He had been wearing the chesty belt for almost three full days now, and it had been a constant source of friction and frustration, and Albus could feel a frenzy of need building within him. He couldn't wait until this evening when he would get to prove to his master how obedient he had been these last few days. He was walking out of the room, watching his seventh-year students attempt to transform a garden gnome into a tea kettle. He had been in the middle of commending Robert Levin on his first attempt, which did resemble a teapot on top, but unfortunately it was still running around the table and letting out periodic flatulence. <laughs> when he felt the first stirring from his belt, a barely there vibration. <gasps> you guys, this is the black, the black cloth belt. The black cloth origin? The black, black oh. cloth chastity belt. Before he could process it, the sensation was gone and he was sure he had imagined it. He corrected Robert's wand movement, far too much flick and had just called the class's attention to demonstrate the wand motion again when he felt it once more, and this time he was sure he wasn't imagining it. <gasps> the end. <sighs> ah! When it's time to sing, check your magic ring. Is it yellow, yellow red, or green? green? Woo! Woo! Yes! I'm yellow because I'm stressed about the belt. I don't like him hanging, mm. but love the story. I I think I'm yellow as well. I'm here for his greenness, but me personally, this is this is a lot for me. Whew. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go yellow because I don't have a brain of my own, and also because <laughs> um, like last time when he was in pain, he also got pleasure. But this is only pain currently. Yeah, like I think there will be a big payoff that'll turn yeah. it green. But yeah, I'm yellow. It seems so uncomfortable. Also, do you think like it looks like a diaper? Like, there's no, like, streamlined chastity belt. That is exactly what I'm picturing is, like, a big leather diaper. I'm picturing that he's walking around. I know that he's in robes, but in, like, lame teacher trousers. And you can fully see that he, there's like, something weird is going like, on. Oh, underneath. Dumbledore, a freak. He's Clink. got a chastity belt. <laughs> and it's, like, clinking, <laughs> yeah. like, as he walks. He's, like, waddling. He's got a huge chain or, like, um, you know, a lock in the front. That's what I picture. <laughs> Man in the Iron Mask. What are some things that he would say, like, because he's thinking about the chastity belt, but to his students? Oh, right. Well, like, he's, he's like, too much flick, not enough fuck. I mean, what? what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much flick, not enough dick. Ooh. Yeah, let us know if anything um Swish comes and fuck mind. me. I mean, oh, what? Swish <laughs> and fuck. Anyway, we love this. Change Is that troll into a tea bag. I mean, teapot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, master. I mean, headmaster. <laughs> Have a fantastic Halloween. We love you. We love you. Don't forget to unlock your chassis belts if needed. Yes. Don't forget to spook your pants. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Spunk in your pants is what I meant. Woo! Spunk in your pants.
For more erotic goodness, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Poderotica Podcast, or join our private Facebook group, The Poderotics. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit us at PoderoticaPodcast.com. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed. And if you're extra horny, leave a review, but only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews.